Please turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. I'll read the chapter, then we shall consider verse 2 to 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come, and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few and those who look through the windows are dimmed and the doors of the street are shut and the sound of the grinding is low and one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song are brought low they are afraid also of what is high and terrors are in the way the almond tree blossoms the grasshopper drags itself along and desire fails because man is going to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets before the silver cord is snapped or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the system and the dust returns to the earth as it was the spirit returns to God who gave it vanity of vanities says the preacher all is vanity besides being wise the preacher also taught the people knowledge weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care the preacher sought to find words of delight and uprightly he wrote words of truth the words of the wise are like gods and like nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings they are given by one shepherd my son beware of anything beyond this of making many books there is no end and much study is a weariness of the flesh the end of the matter all has been heard fear God and keep his commandments for this is the old duty of man for God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing whether good or evil let us go to the Lord in prayer Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for its great encouragement, its great warnings to us. We pray that um, it may come alive to us. It may come like a sharp two-edged sword. It may pierce our hearts. It may reveal the intentions of our heart. It may speak to us your truth. Lord, we pray that by your spirit, you may speak to us this afternoon. We depend upon you, Lord, for strength and grace. We look to you, Lord, as your word is preached. Pray that it may come alive to us and help us that we may be willing to submit to it. Help us not to be merely hearers, but also doers of it. These things we pray in Jesus' name. We come to chapter 12, which uh, Pastor Kahore began last week from verse 1. 
and Solomon is about to bring all this matter to an end. In his writing, he has looked at his life, he has looked at his mistakes that he made, and he's going to give advice to young people. He's going to tell us about the things he wished he knew so that we will avoid his manner of life. Having experienced what he has gone through, having tested what he has tested, is going to challenge us, isn't it? In verse 1, it tells us that remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. We looked at this verse last week. If you're going to serve God as a young person, Solomon says, do it now. If you're going to live for God, do it now. As a young person, every funeral that you go to, every gravesite that you visit is an indication that ours is coming. That is the direction for all men. And so you live your life embracing life as a gift. And that has been the message of, Ecclesi of Ecclesiastes. And so the sermon is titled, Live a Life of Godliness. Live a Life of Godliness. The first point from verse 2 to 6 you notice that there is an expectation of an aging process. You live a life of godliness because there is an expectation of an aging process. That's the first point from verse 2 to 6. And then you live a life of godliness, verse 7 and 8, by accepting what God brings into your life. That's the second point. Accept what God brings into your life, verse 7 and eight. Let's look at the first point. There's an expectation of an aging process. Notice in verse two that it is a general description. Verse three and four, it is a specific description. Verse, verse two, before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. That's very general, isn't it? And then verse three and four, he goes on to relate to the pain and suffering that comes with the old age. He says, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few and those who look through the windows are dimmed, verse 4, and the doors of the street are shut when the sound of the grinding is low and one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song are brought low. You notice with the aging process here that how great is our weakness before we depart from this earth. In verse 3 and 4, from verse 2 to, to 6, he uses a figurative language to describe to us about old age. He uses the demonstration of a house. And our bodies are the temple of the Lord. We have a earthly tabernacle. 
and he's going to tell us here that every part of this house is going to decay. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few. This house was strong, but it is falling to pieces. Solomon is describing here the gradual wasting away of our bodies. This is how God describes the difficult days of old age. Men and women are sinking under the infirmities of their bodies. Their strength fades away. Their bodies become one of sorrow. You see, when you are old, a small sickness is not pleasurable. Because already you have every subject of complaint. Your body is weak. It, cannot, it does not have the strength to fight the sickness. And notice here that the dark days, the dark days of old age come upon you so suddenly. It comes upon you so quickly without warning. And so the exhortation is, remember God in the days of your youth. Remember your creator. Remember God when you can still serve him. When you still have strength and ability to serve him. Old age is not the time to begin to serve God. Let your heart glow as a young person. For the love of Christ. Let it blossom. Some will regret when they remember God, remember their Creator, when it is too late. Verse 3 says that in the day when the keepers of the house tremble, that is in reference to the arms and the, and the hands, your hands, your arms are weak. Old people, um, you serve them a cup of tea, and, and, and when they are taking, what is happening? They are shaking, isn't it? Their body has grown feeble. The grinders there, the strong men are bent. Think for a moment. Someone you've seen, someone you, 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 you were young, you saw this person as very strong, well built. And then you meet them 20 years from now and they are old. You cannot really understand what happened. It says there that strong men are bent. The grinders cease because they are few. The grinders there is in reference to, the, to their teeth. Most of your teeth in your old age have fallen out. And so chewing becomes a difficult task. It will be hard for you to eat all the things that you used to love. You'll only be eating things that are easy to chew. This is a common affliction for old people. And it says, and those who look through the windows are dimmed. That could be in reference to their eyes. Everything becomes blurry and dim. You're not able to see the fine details very clearly. 
Maybe even you're not able to read. You're not able to tell a difference between people. You confuse people because your eyes cannot uh, differentiate them. This is a common affliction for all people. You can sit and listen to someone read for you a book, a Bible. But as you notice there that your ears are also failing. Right now you can listen to me very effortlessly, effortlessly, isn't it? You don't struggle to listen. But when you grow old, it becomes tedious. You cannot communicate easily as you used to. It is difficult to carry on a conversation because you struggle to hear, you struggle to speak. Socializing with others becomes more difficult. It's no longer as charming as it once was. That's why you see all people, they prefer to remain home, isn't it? When you, when you, when you are in a gathering with them, they want to rush and go home. Because as Solomon says in verse 1, I have no pleasure in them. I have no pleasure in life anymore. Everything is, is tedious. That's why he says, remember God in the days of your youth. So that when you grow old, when your strength fails, when the appetite fails, when your body stops functioning in the way that it used to function, when you cannot sleep at night, Christ will give you rest. Christ will, will, will fill your heart with these thoughts. Imagine of Solomon, in his old age, he had everything, isn't it? He had entertainers. He had people who could make him laugh. He had people who could entertain him. But in his old age, what does he say? I have no pleasure in them. Pleasure fades away. The world passes away. Its desires go away. And how quickly old age sweeps away those pleasures. The exhortation for you is, remember your creator. Remember your God in your youth. Before the evil days come. Know the Lord. Walk in righteousness. Seek the kingdom of God and its righteousness. You notice here how old age makes a person depressed. And often we joke about old age. We joke about the gray hair. But it comes to a point when those jokes are not funny any longer, isn't it? When age, when old age catches up with you, those jokes are no longer funny. The gifts of life begin to slip away. The things you used to enjoy, they are no longer delightful. Let me tell you how old age is a gift. 
as the gifts of life slip away, as the things of life are no longer delightful, Jesus Christ becomes the joy of all joys. In all age, Jesus Christ becomes the pleasure of all pleasures. In all age, death opens up that environment for you to go and be with your maker. As you grow old, the gifts of life slip away. What happens? Your love for God takes up a greater dimension, a greater extent. So that in old age, you're able to know whether you love God or you're an idolater. This is what Solomon is going to tell us as young people. There's sadness to old age. There's a part of aging process that is depressing. But also old age is a gift, isn't it? Christ becomes your pleasure. Christ becomes your joy. In your pain, in your infirmities, you can only hold on to Christ. The Puritans used to say that old age um, comes with moral and spiritual infirmities. Old people are fearful, they are doubtful. You start to question a lot of things. And that's the vanity of old age. And so the call to the young people is because old age is inevitable, remember your God in your youth. And over and over again, you're called to remember. And as we saw last week, this is not an idea of putting something into your mind. It is the idea of connecting between the reality and your present life. It is a call to truth into your present reality. It's a call to decisive, decisive action based on what God is and what God has done. Remember your creator. Remember your God. Remember your God in your prime years, in the best years that you have, in the critical time of your life. That will determine about your later life. The God of the Bible, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, deserves the best years of your life. Let me go back to verse 2 a bit. It says, Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. The picture there is, as you see at the end of verse 1, it says, I have no pleasure in them. The old person has no pleasure in looking at the light. Those are evil days. There is no pleasantness to feel and to see the light. These are distressing and calamitous time. This are, old age comes with these liabilities. So that in old age, 
the heart becomes less pliable towards God. You're easily hardened towards God. And that's why you're told, remember God in your youth. Remember God before the evil days come. When you say, I have no delight, I have no pleasure in them. There's a coming day when your life will be laden with infirmities. When the joys that you have will be sapped. When your health begins to deteriorate. Solomon says, remember God when you're young. And so there's a spiritual danger in old age. The physical infirmities, the moral infirmities. Uh, William Bridge, great Puritan, says, Men are apt to be too drowsy and reminisce the things of God. Then they are apt to be too covetous for the things of the world. Then they are apt to be too timidous and fearful. Then they are apt to be too touchy and angry. For old age is a continued sickness. And in sickness they become angry. It also says that in old age men are not teachable. Because they think that they know more than others. In old age he says that men are hard to please. They are full of complaints. So you remember your creator in the youth. This is an urgent call. For you to forget it, it is to invite regret in your old age. Know your creator in the best years of your life. And so the moon and the stars and the sun, they represent the pleasantness of life, which has faded away, which has decreased. And then at the end of verse 2, it says, and the clouds return after the rain. The picture of the cloud there, it's, it's the picture of the cloud bringing the rain over and over again, so that it's a picture of sickness and sorrow and problems one after another. So it's not only the pleasantness of life fades away, but also there's this recurring problem one after another. Today you wake up, your feet are aching. Tomorrow you're back. So there's sorrow after sorrow. The clouds are always returning after the rain, isn't it? There's storm after storm. This is a repetitive gloom which the elderly are prone to fall. They encounter setback after setback in the final years of their lives. You see, when you're young and you're sick, you get healed very quickly, isn't it? But when an old person is sick, you might have a simple flu, but it will affect other parts of his body, isn't it? And so sorrow after sorrow sorrow is followed by another sorrow one sickness is followed by another sickness one heartache is followed by another and as we've seen verse 3 and 4 talks, gives us this image of a house that is falling apart let me say that not all parts of, the, of, of that house are vividly identifiable 
so we are going to trade very carefully uh, because not to because they don't correspond directly with every part of the body isn't it and so when he says in the day when the keepers of the house tremble most likely it is in reference to the arms and the hands they begin to shake they begin to sh- tremble with age mighty men stoop when he says the strong men are bent probably the legs that were once strong they begin to lose their strength and they bend with age was for and the doors of the street are shut when the sound of the grinding is slow and one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song are brought low was for it's very ironic that the old are awakened by the sound of a bird if their hearing is not good isn't it they barely hear the sound of a bird yet they are awakened by a sound of a bird these are very great difficulties and challenges that people face things are going to get worse brothers and sisters our bodies are wearing out there's a time you have strength in your legs there'll be a time when you cannot walk there's a time that you're steady you're strong and stable there'll be a time when you hold a cup of tea and you're shaking you're trembling there will there'll be a time that you'll have difficulty with sleeping some of you don't struggle to sleep there'll be a time when you can't listen keenly you can't hear what people say what people people what people tell you and then verse 5 it says that they are they're afraid of of high places of 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 heights he says they're afraid also of what is high and terrors are in the way the almond tree blossoms the grasshopper drags itself along and desire fails because man is going to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets man in his old age is afraid of high places they're afraid to climb a ladder they're, they're scared of stairs and balconies why because they fear to fall their bodies have no strength the legs have no strength to hold them in a ladder you need to think about your old age because it is coming quicker than you realize it life is just a vapor they become increasingly fearful of heights of travels of escalators of stairs old people are reluctant to leave their house they don't want to go to the market and if they are out a time like this they want to rush back home isn't it in your youth you can 
climb up hills and mountains. But when you grow old, he says that that ambition goes out, isn't it? He says, desire fails. You cannot do the things that you used to do. You fear that you will stumble, you will fall, you'll break your arm, you'll break your leg. You fear that you lose your footing. The things that you take for granted right now, you will not be able to do it. The almond tree there, the almond tree blossoms. And many commentators say that it is in reference to hair. That your hair turns white. For others, when they grow old, the hair on their head says bye-bye, isn't it? They don't have hair any longer. It says the grasshopper drags itself along. This is a picture of mobility. Your feet are dragging. Old age, brethren, has the same result for every one of us. And the result is what? Death. He says, because man is going to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. His body is decaying, man is going to his eternal home. And the picture here is mourners are mourning over the loss of their loved ones. If there's any book that really deals with the re- realistically with the issue of death, it is the book of Ecclesiastes. It's a book that tells you over and over again that death is certain, it is coming. That life is vanity. Death is coming. And so young people, remember your God in the day of your youth. Because in old age, it's a matter of dying. Verse 6, before the silver cord is snapped, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken, at the system. There are many views on these verses, but I'll say that this description speak about death. It's the image of death. And so it's very hard to tell what the picture is telling us. Uh, the idea of an ancient lamp, it was held by, uh, by a silver cord. And so it is snapped. And the picture there is something that was valuable is broken. The silver that had so much value is broken. The golden ball that had so much value is crushed. And then the other two descriptions shows the, the picture of, of futility and functions. It says... The golden ball is broken and the pitcher is shattered at the fountain and the wheel broken at the system. When the wheel is broken at the system, it means that it cannot hold water, isn't it? That it is crushed, it is broken, it is no longer useful. It no longer functions in the way that it's supposed to do. It's beyond repair. And so these symbols may be in reference to life and death. It says, once death has come, Everything ceases to be, isn't it? Once a person has died, that which was so valued and esteemed is no more. It's gone. 
the exhortation for you is remember your creator in the day of your youth before everything becomes difficult before you lose your energy before earthly pleasures earthly joys wither away remember your God and then secondly verse 7 and 8 accept what God brings into your life accept what God brings into your life and he says and dust returns to the earth as it was and the spirit returns to God who gave it vanity of vanities says the preacher all is vanity accept what God brings into your life don't fight it don't demand to understand it death comes old age comes and you're wondering why is this happening to me as we've been going through the book of Ecclesiastes you notice God does not require to explain to you his ways God has set eternity in the heart of man isn't it so that man cannot understand man cannot know everything so you accept accept what God brings into your life to demand an explanation is not humility, it is pride. So we'll be ushered into eternity. And that place will be a place of joy or a place of gloom depending on whether you've placed your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. If old age will be painful to you, and distressing and you've not put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ you'll be going to a place where it is dark where it is gloom where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth so you encourage in your young age in your youth serve the Lord Jesus Christ is the only one who can sweep away the sorrows of old age is the only one who can give us comfort and satisfaction and strength in the midst of all the infirmities that come with old age which is verse 7 that once you die your body becomes dust isn't it and the dust returns to the earth as it was man in Genesis was made out of dust and dust you shall return The body that you value today, you wash it, you perfume it, you feed it, you exercise it, it's going to be dust, isn't it? <laughs> from dust you came, from dust you shall return. Those are the words that we say when we are burying the, uh, the dead. The dead. At the end, they are just that. They are just that, isn't it? And then he says, the spirit returns to God who gave it. The body will deteriorate, it will decay, it will return to the dust. But the reality is, each one of us has a soul. The soul continues to live even after the body is laid on the ground. You have a soul that will never die. Let me tell you, you don't want to reach old age and regret and say, I wish I had done more for the Lord. Today, 
you can serve the Lord. Right now, you have the opportunity to serve God. Death sets you free from the vanity of life, isn't it? Death sets you free from the vanity of old age. You set free from all this vanity. And so the preacher concludes the way he started, isn't it? Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. All age is vanity. Death is vanity. Therefore, what should you do? You should remember you're creating the in your youth before the evil days come. The preacher ends on a depressing note, isn't it? Life is vanity. Even though life is vanity, live life to the fullest. You realize that you'll not stay young forever. Don't waste your life as a young person. Because in old age, you're not going to rectify the wasted years. Don't waste your years. Don't waste your energies and strength. Keep in mind that your body is falling apart. Keep in mind that the sun is setting. Your eyes will grow dimmer and dimmer. Your hearing will fail you in old age. Make sure that you have Christ as your Savior. That when you die, when you stand before Him, you are justified and right before Him. Application. If you're young, you're still breathing, the preacher is ringing a bell and telling you, old age is coming, better prepare. Live your life before the face of God right now. Remember Him right now, don't wait. Give God the prime of your life. There's not a single person who has come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in their youth, and when they grow older, they say that they, they made a mistake, isn't it? Those who come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in their youth, they enter old age with gratitude that God saved them. They are grateful to God that God was gracious to them. Secondly, I speak to all people. Old age is vanity. Guard your heart against moral infirmities mentioned by William Bridge. There are a lot of things that do not make sense with old age. Old people, they may be confined to a bed. Imagine being confined to a bed. You cannot move the rest of your life. You, you don't understand, isn't it? But God knows, isn't it? God knows. And God will carry you through that. In old age, it just shows that God limits our control of life, isn't it? The older you get, the more you, the, the more you realize that you have no control over anything. You have no control over your health. You have no control over your relationship, your career, your circumstances. So much of your life, everything about your life is out of your control. And so you submit to the sovereignty of God. 
You look at your limitations and you submit to God. Because He's all wise. He knows better than you. So God limits our life to teach us about eternity and humility. To show us that the answers that we think we are looking for, they are not here on earth. The answer to old age is not here on earth. The answer to pain and suffering is not on this side of eternity. And so, brethren, serve the Lord in your youth. There's a coming day when you may not be able to sing as you sang today. There's a coming day when you may not be able to be here with us. You may be here and you're grumbling, you're tired, you wish that, uh, you, you, uh, that the preacher completes his, his, his sermon so that you can go home. But there's a coming day when maybe you may not be here because you may be confined to your bed. There's a coming day when you may not be able to stand up or eat or even sleep. There may be a coming day when life may be distressing. And the preacher says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Serve him right now. There's a day when your body will not be able to do that. Will it be a blessing as a young person to read your Bible every day, to memorize scripture? Would it be a blessing that in your old age you could quote passages of scripture? The word of God could come brightly to you. That word of God will encourage and uplift your spirit. Serve God. Give your life to Him. And, 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 and as a young person, remember Him. Remember Him and give yourself fully uh, to serve him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word this evening. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you for its great caution to us that old age is approaching quicker than you can realize. And the call for us is to remember you, to serve you when we are able. Help your people, Lord, to serve Christ, to give themselves for the cause of Christ. Before the evil days, before the dark days arrive. Help us, Lord, and we give you praise and we honor you. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.